Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Programme. Today is day 7, meaning we are in Genesis 13 and 14, Mark chapter 1 verses 21 to 45, and then Psalm 4. Let's begin by looking at our Old Testament passage. We return to Abram, Sarah and Lot, now leaving Egypt after that disastrous moment at the end of yesterday's reading, and they're now on their travels back towards the Negeb. Clearly, they've got an ever-expanding family and possessions, for it's now time to separate. Lot goes one way, Abram goes the other. All goes well for Abram, but not all goes well for Lot. For Lot finds himself in Sodom, a deeply wicked city. Great wards and skirmishes occurring all around him means that Lot finds himself caught up and captured by the king and his army. But don't worry, here comes Abram, coming to the rescue as he hears Lot is in trouble. Now you do have to admire Abram, don't you? Obedient to go where God calls him to go, yet disobedient as he lies about his wife, and then back to obedient in saving his brother's son. Clearly Abram is a good man, albeit he has many flaws. But this makes me think, what would people say about you? How would they describe you? Would they say that you're a good person? Do they see flaws in you? More importantly, how does God view you? Even more important than that, how do you view God and your relationship with him? We shouldn't be caught up in people-pleasing to become popular. Rather, as Paul has taught us in Philippians, we should be known for our faith, known as an example of Jesus. Now, just as we talk about Abram and his heroic obedience in this chapter, would people talk about you and your faith in Jesus? Ponder that as we head into our New Testament passage and back into Mark's Gospel. Now that Jesus has picked his team of disciples, it is now time to begin his ministry. First we come to Capernaum where Jesus heals a man by casting out an unclean spirit. And notice, this unclean spirit brought forth by Satan knows who Jesus is. He is the Holy One of God. You see, it is not enough just to say that Jesus is the Son of God to obtain salvation. You must place your faith in him. For even Satan's army declares who Jesus is and he is the Son of God. Clearly, Jesus is bringing something new to the table. He's able to cast out demons, and clearly he has the authority to do so. He goes from healing this man with this uh, unclean spirit to healing many who are sick. More and more begin to feel the impact of the ministry of Jesus. The whole area is speaking about Jesus and all that he could do. However, I want to pick up on one aspect of the passage, and that is this continual command not to tell anyone who Jesus is, and not to tell anyone what he has done. This is called the messianic secret. It was not the time for the world to know who Jesus was. That would be revealed closer to his death. The people didn't yet understand what a messiah was and who he would be and what he would come to do. So it was important that the world didn't know Jesus as the messiah at this moment, for it was not the right time. Now, isn't just Jesus incredible? Healing, casting out demons, changing lives. What has Jesus done in your life? Has he impacted your life? Do you know him at a deep level to the point where he has transformed your life? Do connect with us and let us know. If he hasn't changed your life, we would equally want to know so we can tell you more about Jesus so that you can see your life transformed by this wonderful news of the gospel. Finally, let's head into Psalm 4. We have a song written to be sung alongside the stringed instruments by David. And David writes about calling on the Lord, worshipping the Lord, sacrificing to the Lord, trusting the Lord, pondering upon the Lord. And in response, the Lord returns grace, protection, peace and stillness of heart. 
You see, placing our faith in God is about a relationship. We seek God and God seeks good for us. We seek the Lord and communicate through prayer and the Lord blesses us in answered prayer. Fundamentally, faith in God is relational, not robotic. It's not about rule keeping, rather it's about pleasing the one whom we love, the one who loves each and every one of us as his creation. We need to ensure we don't lose sight of this. Studying the word of God each day is not about a legalistic tick boxing. It's about a relationship with God, a daily desire to come to him, learn from him, seek after him, hear from him and have our lives daily transformed. Today, consider ways you can draw closer to God and be content in his presence. You might find it simply easier to listen to worship music and we've provided that in our daily devotions. Or you might find that you need to sit in quiet to draw close to God. Either way, the key thing is to focus in on God and know what he means to you as saviour. And in doing so, we pray that you will be like David and you'll be truly blessed as you draw close to Jesus. Let me close our time by praying. Father, we do thank you once again, as we do every day, that we've had this opportunity to read your word. Now we pray, Father, that we would be like David, that we would have a relationship with you, that it would be one that we would communicate with you and daily look to spend time with you. Father, we are in awe of Jesus and all that he is capable of, healing, casting out demons, transforming lives. Father, do that in again in our nation. Do it now in our time. Show us the wonderful power of Jesus in this moment. And Father, we pray that we would have the faith of Abram and the obedience of Abram. And we would recognise that we do have our flaws and our temptations knocking. And we need to be prepared to stand strong against the devil through the strength of our Lord Jesus Christ. We pray this in the wonderful name of Jesus.